right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And uh, actually, we were hoping to uh, add Rashawn in here for this episode. Um, This is not a um, normal preview or recap episode. This is going to be our first episode of doing, uh, talking about the playoff rankings, touching on the big... Uh, the standings in the Big Ten Conference, things like that. We were going to try to do it last week, too. I know that's when the first rankings came out, but um, we were postponing it, and Rashawn's actually been kind of under the weather, under the weather and things like that, uh, him and his family. So, uh, again, this week didn't work out for adding him, but Craig and I are here picking up the rankings in week two because they just came out a couple hours ago. Yeah. Certainly did. So we'll touch on that and get uh, our thoughts on, you know, what transpired from the night. And you, you and I, you and me, will give our two cents. So, yes, for sure. And uh, I mean, we're gonna kind of get right to it. You know, it's a little shorter topic segment episode here. So, college football playoff rankings. Uh, not a lot of movement from week one to week two in the top uh, five. Top five uh, stayed the same between week one to week two, where uh, it goes Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, then Oklahoma. Uh, and then after that is where you see all the changes. Uh that's followed up by so yeah the first four there Georgia Alabama Notre, Notre Dame Clemson and then the first two uh, on the outside are from the Big Twelve with Oklahoma and TCU then uh, some other notable teams right after that Miami Wisconsin Washington Auburn don't need to go through all twenty five but for Big Ten uh, Michigan State sits at twelve. 13 Ohio State, 14 Penn State. Uh, Iowa jumped up pretty high after taking down Ohio State. They are at the 20 spot. And interestingly enough, another Big Ten team sneaks its way in. And no, it is not Michigan. It is, in fact, Northwestern. Yeah, that's pretty interesting to see. So at three losses. But, yeah, I mean, well, if you go on strength, I strength of schedule i guess you know maybe that's factors in so yeah well let's um well we'll get in there and i'm sure talk about all the different uh, big 10 teams and different things like that uh let's start off with the top four and top six uh mm-hmm. just some general thoughts on that craig uh what what are you thinking with what they're putting out there so far <clears throat> well i happen to agree with the top uh three um you know, having Georgia, Alabama, and Notre Dame, obviously Notre Dame being there as independent, which I think <clears throat> not having a conference championship game kind of throws a kink. And I think Notre Dame, if you look, if Notre Dame's got a big test coming up with Miami Hurricanes, so that'll be a great game. That's going to say a lot because you got Miami sitting at, uh, what are they, at uh, f- uh, four, five, six, they're at seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, seven. And um, right there, right there is going to show exactly what uh, Notre Dame's made of or Miami because, in fact, Miami's sitting there 
hasn't really played they played okay teams but they haven't really beaten teams soundly in fact there's a lot of teams they squeaked by so that really puts a interesting twist on Miami because they are undefeated and so is Wisconsin and Wisconsin's behind them and but back to Notre Dame if Notre Dame wins that that's a big game to, for them to win and we're talking about an independent might go into the playoff uh, which throws off that there's a conference team not going to get in two and two then if yeah right two exactly and you know what are, what what will those be and that's my I guess my thing is looking at that is yeah I think all three are great but uh, I would almost in a way bump up Oklahoma past Clemson just based on strength of schedule. Uh, Oklahoma beat uh, Oklahoma State, which was a ranked team, and they're a really, really good team too. But uh, Oklahoma's got uh, some tough teams to play. If you look at their schedule, I think they play uh, a couple other teams that are pretty uh, – one other team that's high-ranked too. So um, that'll be interesting to see where Oklahoma goes. But, uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I know Wisconsin's probably not getting a lot of love, but guess what, Wisconsin? You guys haven't pay, played anybody. I mean, you really haven't. In fact, you, you've had a very, very weak schedule, so they're going to have to you know, win out. I think they're going to have to win out, and I think they're going to have to obviously win their conference championship uh, pretty soundly to move above any of these teams. So, Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I'm. I'll actually kind of throw a curveball in there for you, because um, uh, I agree. Definitely top three. I don't think there's any issue really there. I actually like them putting Georgia ahead of Alabama, because mm-hmm. Georgia has right uh, definitely played better teams than Alabama has. Uh, and, considering, and, yeah, and beating Notre Dame at Notre Dame was big for them. So. Yeah, and it was a one-point game, so credit to Notre Dame. That's why they're sitting at number three, even though they have one loss. So past that, you know, I mean, uh, here's my curveball for you. I actually, th- this is, I'll say this right now because I'll probably bring it up again later. It, it's basically all going to play out. All this is going to play out. I mean, uh, good teams are going to start playing other good teams if they haven't played nobody yet, whether it be in the regular season or in a conference championship game or something like that. So I would be okay with putting actually Miami at number four. Because I I know that they really, like you were saying, they really haven't played a lot. They've squeaked by and everything, but they've been undefeated. They beat a pretty good Virginia Tech team, and they're going to be playing Notre Dame this weekend. So right. if they're not right. if mm-hmm. they're not really deserving of it right now, which uh, you can argue at that, there whoever somebody's going to prove themselves this weekend. Well, so, you're right. I think, like you said, I think if Miami wins out wins at, beats Notre Dame, they will move probably to, to probably that top four spot. I mean, they will get in. They'll be in the playoff hunt. So that'll be a big win for them. They got to win. Yeah, and and part of the thing then too. Looking in conference, um, they they're undefeated. Like I said, Clemson lost to Syracuse. Miami beat Syracuse, uh, so yeah. that's an argument to put them ahead of uh, ahead of them there. Uh, Miami beat Virginia Tech, which is sitting at seventeen. 
both Oklahoma and TCU have fallen to Iowa State, which has dropped down to 21. So, you know, I mean, there's some wiggle room there. There's some argument. But that this is where I'm saying that I'm comfortable with it because it's going to play itself out, especially that moving my having Miami up there because there's the big game this weekend and either Notre Dame is going to stay where they're at. Heck, if they beat Miami – you could potentially see them move up to number two ahead of Alabama, honestly, because of the teams that they played and their only loss being a one-point loss and Mm -hmm. having played very credible teams. Uh, So you could even see some crazy moves like that. But, uh, yeah, there's – I mean, as of course right now, and we always keep saying that, will play itself out. If Georgia and Alabama keep winning and they meet in the conference championship game, that will prove to be pretty difficult to see what will happen depending on how, even if it's a, uh, even depending on what team loses, it's going to be also how they lose on whether or not, uh, because there is a valid argument right now this year for two teams potentially getting in from the SEC. I'm not saying that the conference is that great. True. Yep. But Georgia and Alabama are playing that good. Yeah, and you're right. And I was just saying, you know, it's interesting. Let's say you, you know, Alabama and Georgia meet in the championship game, and let's say Georgia loses to Alabama, and they, and it's a very, very close game. What do you do with Georgia then? They'll have one loss similar to the other teams, but that loss was close to an Alabama team. Do you automatically bump them out of the playoff? Now, I understand why people would say, yes, you should. But then again, I'd go back to saying, but then you're no different than the BCS system was that was in place before this. That Then it becomes, what was the one thing that BCS always clung to, was clinging to is how you, you know, how you win and when do you win? And mm-hmm. that's when Georgia would be looking bad. If they get bumped out of the top four, that would say, well, we're back to the BCS again because based on you lost at the end, you're, you're getting punished, but we're losing at the end when this playoff system actually shouldn't be built on that. It, should, it isn't built on that. It's built on the top four best teams. Now, I agree with you when you, you know, in a way, you and I kind of were talking about what, what we wanted six to eight. You know, we're obviously throwing that out, but this is where this, this whole confusion comes is. I see like a you know analyst talking about this, and they're they're like moving towards this hybrid BCS way of thinking. And I'm going, well, wait a minute. If you get a Georgia with one loss against Bama and it's a close game, how do they move out of the top four if they only have one loss and it's a a good loss? I would say. And what's the justifications of having Georgia bumped out of the top four if that's their only loss? When yeah. some of these other teams would get in there with worse losses. So, you know, like let's say Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma had a bad loss, but yet they had great wins too. So, you get what I mean? It's, oh, yeah. It's and, interesting. So, and it could hurt Notre Dame not having a conference championship game, but to that point last year, it didn't matter that Penn State had a conference championship game. Right. They right. Through exactly. Ohio State in there ahead of them. Um, so that's kind of the thing where we, we've already said it, you know, whether Notre Dame makes it all the way through and makes it into the Final Four or if 
things go crazy, Georgia and Alabama face off undefeated, it's a really close game, and they think about putting in two, uh, those two teams from the same conference, uh, that would be something too. So there, uh, as everybody is well aware, there's uh, five major conferences, four spots. So each year somebody's been left out, and Notre Dame's always been left out. They're independent, but this year they're competing for it. So in the scenario where either they're looking at putting in Georgia and Alabama or putting Notre Dame in there, essentially that would be kicking out two conferences then. Yeah. What two conferences are you saying – are in jeopardy of not making it to the playoffs. Well, Big Ten is one of them. And and I don't see a situation in this right now. I'm looking at all the schedules. You know, I'm looking even at the Washington Huskies. If the Washington Huskies win out, they got to go to Stanford. They got to go to Sanford. And then they got Utah at their house. Those are two pretty good teams. You know, we know that. Um, I don't believe they're ranked, but uh, I don't know if Stanford is, but. Um, you know, I need to take a look at that. But um, if they went out, I don't know. Stanford's not, not ranked, which kind of stinks. But if Washington wins out, you know, we're talking about a Pac-12 in. I think Washington's going to be also hard-pressed to get in there, too. So it's not just, you know, and they got one loss. But I just can't see how Wisconsin's going to get through this. They're going to need a lot of help. I mean, if Oklahoma wins out, they're in. It doesn't matter. If Alabama wins, they're they're in. Uh, if Notre Dame wins, they're in. <laughs> and and let's say Miami beats Notre Dame, do you knock out? Do you put Notre Dame and then put Wisconsin above Notre Dame if they lose because of one loss? And that's to a top what ten team. So it's really difficult. Um, Wisconsin pretty much has to win out. That's what they're going to have to do to even have a chance. I think they're going to have a lot of things move their way to lose. Some of these other teams have got to lose. But uh, do you mean, do you see, I mean, I can understand having Georgia get knocked out of the top four. I understand that and not see two SEC teams. But um, I don't know. This is going to, like you said, it's got to play out. You know, it's a little bit too early for me to look at this right now. But uh and you got you know Auburn creeping up too, so it's you know that's another interesting thing that's happening too. So um, I mean I don't know. Really- uh, well, I agree with you definitely. Where the Big Ten is in huge jeopardy of not getting into the college football playoff. Um, uh, honestly, you're right. Maybe the best bet is Wisconsin winning out because that would mean them beating Michigan, a decent team, a team that will probably be on the. Uh, in the yep. top 25 after beating Maryland, um, and then they'll face off against Ohio. Uh, and then if that were the case, they would face Ohio State or Michigan State, potentially Penn State if things get weird right. enough, but I don't think so. I think it's between Ohio State and Michigan State. And um, and so then, I mean, you've already seen the losses that those teams have taken. So, yeah, it, it's – got to be the right and enough of the other teams have to take losses as well so not only does wisconsin have to win out they also have to see other teams at the top lose um and then i also agree that the pac-12 is on the edge as well because you're right um washington is out there hanging out at eight and one they don't have an undefeated team in their conference at all um they need to win out and they would need usc to win out and they would need to 
meet in the championship game and Washington would need to win for them to be in that area for the final four. Uh, But then you're even looking at an even crazier scenario because what if it does come down to Georgia, Alabama undefeated, very close loss, like three points or less Notre Dame wins out. That's three teams, two from one conference in all craziness, there would be the potential for three of the power five being left out. Mm, right. So, I mean, cause if, if they were making an argument for how things are standing right now, like Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, you guys are in, okay. Number four spot. Who's it going to be? Right. So yeah. that, that yeah. would be even more chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping that doesn't happen because it will just be really uh, confusing, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see how, where this is playing out. All I know is that, you know, there's certain teams that uh, that pretty much are in no matter what. If, if Obviously, Alabama or Georgia needs to win, win out, win your championship game. You got Notre Dame. They went out. I, be, I believe Notre Dame's in. Uh, it, just re- regardless, I just don't see them bumping them out. But there is one thing I can see. You got Oklahoma – if Oklahoma wins out, which is very likely, they're in. There's no matter. There's nothing. No one can say you can't keep Oklahoma out because just by strength of schedule, their strength of schedule is higher than most of the teams, all the teams above them, just based on the teams they got to play next. And it's a couple, you know, tough teams, and they got to win out. But uh, yeah, it, yeah, I yeah, I agree with you. This is going to be really, really crazy to see how this works. I mean, it really is. So Yeah, do they have a conference championship now? Uh the Big Twelve? Are they doing that? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so basically uh, Oklahoma well, oh, I'm sorry, TCU and memory, TCU and Oklahoma play each other. TCU's gotta go to Oklahoma. So that's a huge win. That's what I mean is they got TCU coming up and then they got uh they got uh oh Texas Tech. Um Wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oklahoma's got TCU to play. That's a huge win for Oklahoma. That'll bump them easily into the top four, and they should hold serve there unless they lose, like, obviously, in the team championship game. So, Yeah, it, the, the only two teams that completely control their destiny are Georgia and Alabama. Whichever one, if, if either of them win out, they're in. Yeah. Like that's that's no doubt because at the end uh, they would meet in the championship game, and if they both stay undefeated until that that time, that would be one versus two, and so whoever wins out is it. So, yeah, so the- goes TC goes to Oklahoma, and then Oklahoma goes to Kansas. That's a pretty much a sure win. But then Oklahoma or uh, West Virginia goes to Oklahoma. West Virginia is in the top twenty-five. Great, t- pretty good team. So they got a lot of games to play but yeah oklahoma controls their own destiny too they went out they won the championship they're in pretty easily yeah so the uh okay not finding that um but yeah this because then some of the other ones because even honestly depending on how things go um it, it really would be up in the air because let's say whoever wins the Oklahoma TCU game, if they went out uh, and then whoever winds up winning the ACC, if they 
win out and make it there with undefeated, possibly Miami or one loss Clemson. Um, and then Notre Dame, if they win out, but don't have a uh, conference championship game, you know, those uh, three team or the ACC, the big 12 and Notre Dame, mm-hmm. you know, they would all not really be guaranteed because it would come down to decision-making time. Right. Right. Um, They'd be in that conversation. So, uh, like I said, really the only guarantee is for Georgia or Alabama to go undefeated all the way through, and they'll they'll be in no questions asked. Everybody else is up for discussion and everything, uh, however it pans out. So um, one thing that I will say here before we probably uh, start – transitioning into talking about the standings in the big 10. Um, and then also where everybody's sitting in the top 25. I, I want to mention this just because, you know, I, I follow this, I watch some of this, but I was state, my dad's a grad. So it was pretty awesome. Exciting to see them take down Oklahoma and TCU. Uh, but I wanted to put this out there. I was having conversations with some people. I'm not too surprised. They lost to West Virginia. Because Iowa State is one of those teams where they they always find a way to win at least one big game a year. Yeah. And I know it was kind of crazy for them to win two. But they've got a good team. They've got a good defense. The thing with them, though, is they aren't normally the team in the spotlight. Normally, they are not the one with the target on their back. Right. So they're yeah. the ones who are being the aggressors and going out and uh, being the underdogs and finding the other uh, – the higher ranked teams. So they finally got to that spot. They got higher, uh, they got ranked, they got higher up and then they got taken out because they not, not saying they couldn't handle the pressure, but it's just like, it's, it's a different thing. You know, uh, every, we always talk about how Michigan always gets the best of people because somebody, somebody wants to be that team that takes Michigan out. Well, you know, other teams, you don't always get that all the time where it's just like, oh, this team, everybody always wants to play their best against this team because you want to take them out. That's not always the case. So, Yeah, Iowa State, you know, come in the Big 12 reminds me of Iowa in the Big 10. Just They play big teams, tough teams, the best teams in the country, and they beat them. And yet they have a hard time winning against, you know, certain teams, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, they're a funny, they're an interesting team, but uh, you're right. It's really cool to see them in there and doing well. Um, you know, Iowa state's always one of those teams. And I always said, Iowa state, Iowa, you can actually put them all together and say, these are the teams I'd hate to play at this time of the season. And yeah, they're one of them. So, yeah. Well, to kind of move things over from, the national scope more to the conference um, uh, looking closer at the conference, something to kind of mention to kind of back up the, the argument of the big 10 probably being left out just because uh, everybody's beating up on each other right now. And the only person running all the way through is Wisconsin. And that's because they haven't played anybody, but the big 10 as a conference has not won a major out of conference game this year. The ma- there were, Really, right. honestly, two major out-of-conference games, and they were both lost. Uh, Michigan State lost to Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State—I'm uh, sorry—Ohio um, State lost to Oklahoma. Right. Those were chances for the Big Ten to, you know, make a little bit of a mark on the national scene. Uh, but both of those were losses. Wisconsin and Penn State, two teams that were doing really well. Wisconsin still doing well. 
Uh, they haven't played anyone at all mm-hmm. out of conference, so yeah. that they you can't get any uh, judgment from that. Uh, people used to think that the uh, Purdue beating Missouri was a, a decent win and could help bump up things for the Big Ten, but Missouri has proven to be hot garbage. I don't think uh, – I can't remember from this weekend, but the previous week they hadn't won a single conference game, and the SEC isn't even that great right now. Yeah. Um, two other games that were looking good but have since then completely fallen – well, not completely, but pretty much fallen off. Michigan uh, Michigan beat Florida, but, yeah, Florida is no longer ranked, and they're not looking yeah. like that credible of an opponent. And early on, Iowa, uh, who is now 6-3 and three, – uh, only sitting at three and three in the Big Ten, uh, took out Iowa State, but that was kind of before Iowa State hit their stride. So, yeah, did, and, does yeah, that even look good? Right, exactly. And then moving up in the top twenty-five, which is really interesting. So, yeah, and you look at uh, you got you know Wisconsin's got Iowa coming in there, which is a good game for them, and then us coming in there. I mean, Wisconsin's got two top twenty-five teams coming in there. Is uh, well. Michigan's not ranked, but, um, but you know, I think we're doing pretty good. I, you're right when you were saying it depends on – look, here's how it is. If, you, if you're going to lose to a team, then you better lose to a team who's playing really, really – playing well. Like, for instance, Oklahoma is doing well because they beat – Ohio State at the time, and Ohio State was top 10 easily. But then, you know, now Ohio State's kind of not doing as well. So, you know, maybe Oklahoma's struggling a little bit. But Michigan State's bumping up because they're beating teams. Um, like Penn State was a huge win for them. And is now you want Michigan State to go, come on, Penn State, you got to win out <laughs> because it helps Michigan State. So the team you beat, you better hope they do well. And that's the thing is even Michigan State is looking forward to like Notre Dame because Notre Dame's undefeated. Trust me, Michigan State wants Notre Dame to keep being undefeated because of the very fact and then maybe lose because of the fact is Michigan State looks better because they did lose to them. But it looks better that, yeah, you lost to a top four team. So, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a pretty thing like you almost the team that beat you bad you need them to do really really well (laughs) or you know you beat a team you want them to do well it's yeah it's kind of strange how it works that way but oh yeah well uh so then the other teams that are in uh the other big 10 teams that are in the top 25 iowa and northwestern iowa can make sense to me um iowa lost a Last second on a last second play to Penn State, uh, I think they wound up losing by three points. They lost by a touchdown to Michigan State. Both those teams uh, ranked relatively high in the uh, playoff rankings, but then they lost at Northwestern. That was one touchdown. So these all have been one possession games for them, looking very familiar yeah. to what Michigan did last year, um, which Northwestern is now ranked. So. Iowa, I can kind of be like, okay, they just took down Ohio State very convincingly, and their three losses have all been one possession. All right, I'll take that. But the thing that kind of really doesn't make sense to me is Northwestern because they're also sitting at 6-3. and three. Uh, Their loss is coming um, a two-possession game to Wisconsin and a relative beatdown by Penn State, 31-7. to But then they also got 
beat down by Duke 41 to 17. Right. That's the thing that kind of throws me a curveball where it's just like, okay, so the playoff committee is highly um, considering your quality wins, and that was Northwestern's win against uh, Michigan State. Because right. they're they are looking at your good yeah. wins and way um, – not overrating them, but putting that way above the games that you have lost. Yeah, and you're right. Northwestern's benefiting so much from Michigan State winning. And winning against Penn State, I mean, how the two – how Northwestern benefits from that big win is – pretty amazing because there's no way in the world if michigan state lost to penn state i don't believe northwestern would have cracked the top 25 at all um but since they did beat them uh it is interesting but yeah that duke loss is bad um yeah i think and you know they did beat iowa so that's a pretty big win too now that Iowa's starting to win and it was a big win against ohio state that makes northwestern beating iowa a little bit better (laughs) oh yeah i forgot to mention that one yep so it is interesting how Northwestern has actually had some bad losses, but they're benefiting because they've beaten, they're beating teams that are actually kicking tail. And, you know, and that's Northwestern is watching this and live in it. So, yeah. Well, what I'll say uh, briefly here then before we talk about the Big Ten standings, as far as Michigan goes with the playoff picture, I don't, I'm not concerned about it. Um, and part of that reason is because I don't see any way, and I don't think there should be any way, that Michigan could even get in the top six uh, conversation. No. I mean, I, I I don't see any reason for it. I mean, unless unless the the way we've been seeing Michigan play in the past two weeks, and they completely ter- transform into a different team and just roll over everyone, right. That would be the only way that I would think that the conversation should even come up really where uh, Mm -hmm. maybe Michigan should be around that six spot. Because other than that, and also teams ahead of them, a lot of teams would have to start losing and things like that. And, of course, Wisconsin would need to win out uh, until they play, uh, until Michigan plays them. And Ohio State would have to win out until they play uh, play them and all that shenanigans and whatnot. But you're right. I mean, you talk about the. I'm sorry, but um, if you talk about the scenario for Michigan to get into the Big Ten championship, is kind of crazy, isn't it? Even I've tried to figure it out. You know, is is there's a lot a lot of moving pieces got to happen for for even that remotely to do. You need you need what Ohio State to beat Michigan State, (laughs) and then we gotta we gotta run the table and. And Penn State would have to take another loss. Yeah. No, Penn yeah. State and Michigan. If I'm not mistaken, Penn State. Hold on. Okay, Michigan State lost to. Yeah, I was going to say, talking about shenanigans, um, that's the playoff picture is not even close to how crazy the Big Ten standings are. Um, yeah. yeah, so Michigan State, I, what I believe is going to happen is Ohio State's going to beat Michigan State. And if that happens, yeah, I agree too. I mean, it is that is that one thing that's important with that game is you know Michigan State's always had Ohio State's number, which is true. Is uh, this is interesting? It's at the shoe, which is really difficult. But um, we're talking, you know, Michigan State's actually playing a lot better. So 
I'm always a little bit leery, and but I will say this: I think Ohio State is very pissed off. Is they seem to play bad, and then in their next game they have a blowout, and um, I think that kind of bodes well for Ohio State. So, yeah, yeah, very true. And um, I, I was thinking that a very same thing. So I imagine Ohio State is probably going to be Michigan State. Michigan uh, for Michigan to even look at the Big Ten title. They would have to watch Penn State and Michigan State both lose an additional game on top of that, which Penn State plays Nebraska-Maryland-Ruckers, I think. And then after Michigan State plays Ohio State, they have Maryland-Ruckers, not in that order maybe. But so not, you know, very good chances for both those teams losing a game. I don't know, maybe Penn State's kind of – struggling here at the end of the season, uh, having two losses in a row, and maybe something happens and they stumble one more time. But I don't really see that happening to both them and Michigan State. So then uh, Michigan would have to go through, win out, and beat Ohio State. So, I, yeah, it's it's just a tough enough situation for Michigan to get into the Big Ten title game. Because right yeah. now Michigan State's at 5-1 and one, and Ohio State's at 5-1. and one. Those two are leading – the East division. And so of course one of them is going to take the lead this week because they're both facing off against each other. Then after that is Penn state, Michigan at four and two. And, uh, so very, very easily could be a three way tie for second place. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, right now I'm looking, it, it, it really just doesn't, there's probably less than a, percentage point for Michigan to even remotely. I mean, just based on Penn State's schedule, like you said, they have Rutgers at Penn State, Nebraska at Penn State, so two home games in a row, and then they got to go on the road to Maryland, and there's just no way. I I mean, we're talking about three teams in a row that Penn State plays at the end. Michigan has the toughest three games, you know, not Maryland, but I'm talking about Wisconsin on the road, and then you got Ohio State, but Penn State has the easiest three games left. <laughs> I just don't see them losing these games. I just don't. Yeah. So I, I would say Ohio State has the toughest last three games. Yeah, playing Michigan State, then they play somebody. Who do they play? Yeah. Hold on, let me check this out real quick. They play okay, that's not what I wanted. They play Illinois then, but then they play Michigan. So that's that's pretty tough right there because Michigan State undoubtedly is uh, playing really well right now. Uh, Michigan then has the toughest schedule after that because, uh, yeah, we play Maryland this weekend, but then we play at Wisconsin, which, yes, Wisconsin is undefeated, and I still think they're a good team. I don't think they're as great as their sta- um, ranking necessarily is. But then after that, we play Ohio State. So then yeah. you look at Michigan State, though, and all they have to do is play Ohio State. Then they have the two kind of relatively gimme games after that. And Penn State is just sitting there, and they're playing Nebraska, who hasn't fared well, and uh, Maryland and Rutgers. So they have a cakewalk there at that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Let's say Ohio State beach beats Michigan State. Michigan State's going to be rooting all like heck for uh, Michigan to beat Ohio State. <laughs> It's like it is interesting to see this because, you know, Michigan State will kind of controls their destiny when it comes to the Big Ten championship. They went out there and actually I think I don't even know if 
Okay, if Michigan or, State loses Ohio State, they would they would have two losses. Right. If Michigan beats Ohio State and they have two losses, right. Ohio State would still get in above Michigan State because that would be the tiebreaker. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean is Michigan State beats Ohio State and then beat, you know, it, yeah, and then, yeah, it, it is interesting to see this play out. <laughs> Because somebody, some rival is going to be rooting on some other rival they hate. Yes. <laughs> so it is funny how that works out. But yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. We will. So Michigan's just got to take care of Maryland so far. So yeah, there's. Yeah, there's such slim hope for any. Like, really, honestly, whoever wins the Michigan State Ohio State game is probably going to take it just because of how the tiebreakers are going to go. Yeah, I agree. Um, So we'll have to see that, but you never know. Things could get even crazier. Um, So, yep, that's a lot of talk on the playoff rankings, talking a little bit about the Big Ten standings, which currently I'll go run through them very quickly. Talked about Michigan State, Ohio State, 5-1, Penn State, Michigan, 4-2, then the bottom of the East, uh, actually in the middle, is Rutgers at three and three. Maryland two and four, even with all the injuries they've had. And crazy bringing up the the end, even though they've always been competitive, is Indiana at zero and six. Um, then on the other side in the West, Wisconsin is six and zero. Closest team to them is Northwestern at four and two, uh, which is unfortunate because they're playing pretty good football right now. Uh, Nebraska and Iowa are three and three. Purdue's two and four, Minnesota one and five, Illinois bringing up the end there at zero and six. So, yeah, yeah so pretty yep. much, uh, I think it was already locked in that no matter how things pan out, Wisconsin's winning the West, I believe. But don't quote me on that. Um, so yeah, um, just a little new segment here that we start with the playoff rankings. We'll talk about each week. Talk about where Michigan's at, what's going on in the Big Ten, just kind of chat a little bit about the college football playoff rankings and see how it turns out. Um, maybe next week, uh, since we kind of covered a lot this week, maybe next week after the rankings come out, we can do a little projection. And since there are so many big games this weekend, we can do a projection and our guess is on who the Final Four might be. So, Right. Yep. But uh, I think we'll go ahead and finish off there. Uh, we thank you guys as always for, uh, tuning in a little extra episode here for you this weekend, moving forward. Um, and our next episode coming out will be the preview for the Maryland game. So we'll finish off with go blue. Go blue.